You know what goes well with almost any main course? A side salad. But with a side salad comes choices, and along with those choices comes a side of names. A name for everything, but what's in a name? The name of this host is Eric Goldstein, and the name of the show is Namely. What would you like as your side, sir? I think I'll have a side salad. And what dressing would you like with that? That's an interesting question, because the names of dressings could be compositional, geographical, or even biographical. I I'm sorry, sir. I'm, I'm kind of slammed. Lots of tables to take care of. <laughs> I, I don't care at all about the names of the dressings. You don't care at all? <laughs> Brilliant pun! But there's always time for names. What's yours? I'm Kayla, your waiter, waiting on your order. Well, what are my choices? Uh, honey mustard, vinaigrette, blue cheese, Italian, French ranch, Thousand Island, and Caesar. And I'm sure you've always wondered why they are called what they're called. No, as it turns out. Some obviously are composition, based on their ingredients. Think of honey mustard. I've invented a new dressing for salad, for wings, for chicken fingers! That's wonderful way to go. What do you call it? Based on its appearance, I was thinking yellow spurt. Eek, unappealing. Maybe golden ooze. I didn't think you could get less appealing. You proved me wrong. Slime of the sun? Okay, you're done picking names. Tell me, what's in it? Oh, well, it's basically honey mixed with mustard. How about calling it honey mustard? You think that'll catch on? I got a feeling. So, would you like honey mustard? Or? No, uh, just pointing out that its name is also its ingredients. Similarly, vinaigrette is named for vinegar, and blue cheese dressing is full of blue cheese. Hey, what's wrong? Why so blue, cheese? I'm all fed up with life. But life is Gouda. Sure, for you. You don't have ribbons of mold running through you. I feel like a monster. <laughs> you, Ricotta, be kidding me. People love that about you. This year, you Gruyere popularity so much. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you need some time. We'll leave you provolone. To remind you, your choices are honey mustard, vinaigrette, blue cheese, Italian, French. Did you ever wonder why Italian dressing is named that? It's Italian from Italy, like me, Mario. Woohoo! It is like you, Mario. You both pretend to be Italian, but you're not. The dressing is a product of the United States. While Italian dressing was created by a woman named Florence, it wasn't created in Florence. Florence Hanna, daughter of Italian immigrants, originated this recipe in Massachusetts. 
Et si les plumbers, your dressing is a pretender, an American advertising scheme at the best. Uh, sir, you, <laughs> you cannot bring a horse in here. I am Napoleon Bonaparte. I conquer this restaurant for the French and our auspicious French dressing. Bad news, General Bonaparte. The true salad dressing of France is vinaigrette. That sticky, sweet, orangish liquid that's called French dressing? Another American creation, given a foreign name for marketing purposes. What? I will not stand for this. This is war. Are you with me, plumber? Yes, Mario is with you. I will bring the cavalry. I will bring the cannons. I will bring the turtle shells. All right, Napoleon, Mario, out. You cannot remove Napoleon. Read the sign. The management reserves the right to refuse service to vertically challenged ethnic stereotypes. Besides, I need to get this guy's salad order done. So go. Oh. Now, what dressing do you want? Ooh, maybe ranch? Thousand Island? You know what's fascinating about those two, Kayla? Is that they're geographical names too. Except they are truly named for where they originate. Oh, please, sir. I'm begging you. <laughs> no need to beg, Kayla. I'm only too happy to tell you the story. Ranch dressing was invented by a plumber. Like Mario. I told you to get out. Oh, no. Steve Henson was working as a contract plumber in Alaska. He created a new dressing based on buttermilk. But later, he and his wife, Gail, bought a ranch in California called the Hidden Valley Ranch. Weird. This is the address Gail gave me, but I don't see any ranch. Duh. It's hidden. Try looking under some rocks, man. Or in a valley. Guests at the Hidden Valley Ranch were served salad with Steve's buttermilk dressing, and it became known as Hidden Valley Ranch Dressing. Ah, but I said ranch dressing. Yes, you did. Because competitors couldn't use the full name, that's a trademark violation. So similar products were just referred to as ranch dressing. Uh, so then ranch dressing? No, let's talk about Thousand Island dressing. No, let's not talk about it. Let's order it. Not all stories agree about who first invented Thousand Island dressing, but they agree about the general place it happened, the Thousand Islands region where Lake Ontario drains into the St. Lawrence River. Okay, we need an official count of how many islands there are in this river. One, two, three, three islands. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, okay, we need someone who can get this job done faster. Uh, let's see. Ah, you there, Grover! Hmm? Sweet, lovable me? Yes, sweet, lovable you. Count these islands and no thunder. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four! 
Sir, about your salad. Some say Thousand Island dressing was invented by Sophia Lalonde, the wife of a fishing guide. Others believe it was invented by Oscar Cherky, chef at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in Manhattan, New York. But that it was named by his boss, George Bolt, who was a summer resident of the Thousand Islands region. 1,221, 1,221. Oh, hey, Grover, Grover, hmm? I, I forgot to mention, not every one of these rocks counts as an island. Only count them if you have at least one square foot of land above water year round, and if they support at least two trees. Ooh, what about that one? No, no, I call that one tree and a shrubbery. that and many like it sorry grover looks like you'll just have to restart oh one two there are other origin stories for the dressing too the story seems to vary from one island to the next for example if we visited grindstone island the locals did. no you are not listing the names of all 1,000 islands. Actually, there are 1,836. Wait! If this guy already knows, why am I counting this? Ah! The number of islands is irrelevant. Please, I, I just want to know what dressing you want. What was left on your list? Just Caesar salad dressing. That's Latin. You came, you saw, you chopped lettuce? Kayla, this is Julius Caesar. You didn't mention you were expecting more in your party. Well, once I start talking names, I never know who's going to show up. Julius Caesar recommends you order the dressing which Julius Caesar invented. I'm sorry, First Citizen, but... You had nothing to do with Caesar salad. Doth Caesar's ears deceive Caesar? Julius Caesar is certain that Julius Caesar ate this salad. Beware of the iceberg lettuce of March. Not possible, Emperor. How about we just agree to disagree and you order the Caesar dressing? Here's the thing. Consider some of the ingredients of Caesar salad dressing. Take Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese, invented in 13th century Italy. Brother monks, we have a problem. We are producing more milk than we can possibly store or use. I'm drinking it as fast as I can. Golly, man. Yes, Brother Lactose, you are doing a fine job. But even you can't keep our silo from overflowing. Idea, idea. Steak dinners every night for the next three weeks. I'm sorry, Brother Butcher. Well, that sounds tasty. I don't see why that helps. You really don't see the connection? Would it make us drink more milk? No, but, um... Wait, inspiration. Yes, Brother Rennet? What if we invent a new type of hard cheese that will last for decades and use a lot of milk? Yes, 
that is exactly the type of practical solution I prayed for. Really? That's more practical than steak dinners? Or consider mayonnaise. Mama, Papa, look, I've been squirting all this oil into an egg. Look how much it can hold. Zutalo, what am I going to do with all this uh, white paste? I know. Slash right all over the food you are making for the Battle of my own Victory Feast. Brilliant idea. I was thinking of leaning planks down the stairs, coating them with this stuff, and then sliding down them while screaming, Yes! Why would you scream, Yes? Sorry, lost in translation. We're French. I mean, we. And then there's Worcestershire sauce, invented in 19th century England. Oi! Barrett! Remember that sauce we locked in the cellar two years ago? How could I forget, Lee? It smelled terrible. Right, yeah, it did, it did. But check it out now, mate. It's bloody brilliant. We should market this stuff. <sighs> Wonderful. What should we call it? Uh, well, uh, since we invented it here in Woost Toost Toost Toostershire, I was thinking um, Woost Toost Toost Toostershire sauce. Oh, I think you mean Worcestershire. No way, bruv. I mean, look at that word, mate. It must have more syllables than that. Ah, uh, woos, toos, toos, tisha. Well, woo, woo, woos, toos, 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 tisha. Maybe just woo, 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 sauce. Or go with three stooges sauce. Much easier to say. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Julius Caesar does not see why you are listing these ingredients. 13th century, 18th century, 19th century, and you died in 44 BCE. You can't possibly have had Caesar salad dressing. Then it must be named in Caesar's honor. Yeah, but not this particular Caesar. The most accepted origin is that Caesar salad and its dressing were invented by restaurateur Caesar Cardini in 1924 in Tijuana, Mexico. You are saying Julius Caesar's salad was invented in Mexico? No, I'm saying Caesar salad was, not Julius Caesar salad. It's not your salad, tunic boy. Et tu, Kayla. Then falls Caesar salad. Just fall Caesar. The salad is fine. <laughs> uh, we have a dead emperor here. I need a busboy. Oh, don't worry, Kayla. He'll disappear when the episode ends. Great. Uh, and in his honor, I will get you a Caesar salad as your side. Oh, hold on. Sir, you have to pick a salad dressing. I have given you so many options. All you have given me is interesting facts. Please, sir, for the love of all that is good in this world, just make a choice and let us be done with it. Let us be done? <laughs> oh, Kayla, you are such a punamaniac. Just choose. 
choose, choose, choose a salad, please. I'm thinking. Yes. What soups do you have? Gah! That's it. I, I quit. I'll sell my blood. I'll be a traveling knife saleswoman. I'll find another way to put myself through clown college. Huh. Guess I'm not getting any soup. Looks like that's the end of another episode of Namely. Remember, when the choosing gets tough, the choosy choose names. This episode of Namely was written by Eric Goldstein and directed by Michelle Calhoun. You heard the fantastic voices of Libby Bakke, Jeff Bentley, David Calhoun, Julie Fair, Heidi Hampton, Bryce Kyle, Jared Lively, Anthony Mendoza, Elise Van Dyne, and Eric Goldstein. Namely is produced in beautiful Reno, Nevada by Ryan Costello and Eric Goldstein. It features sound design by Eric Goldstein and original music, including our theme song by Stephen Alberti. If you have questions, comments, or an idea of a name you'd like us to explore in a future episode, send us an email. Our address is namelypodcast at gmail.com. On behalf of everyone at Pinky Pants Productions, thanks for listening. And name on!